The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome into the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. Aaron, it's the holiday season. Christmas is just a few days away, and we are delivering Christmas miracles. Every time we step on the airways, we're here with another episode of the Punt and Pass podcast. Podcast. That's right. We're here, and today we're going to talk about early signing day. Yesterday was the first ever early signing period in college football. I'm going to discuss why I love it. I think you're going to talk about why you don't love it. Lane Kiffin, the head coach at FAU, former head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers, former offensive coordinator of Alabama, former head coach of the Oakland Raiders, signed a 10-year deal in Boca Raton. That's right, Boca Raton, Florida at Florida Atlantic University. Florida Atlantic University for 10 years. We'll discuss that. And you want to talk about a few bowl games. We have our punt and pass podcast, Capital One Bowl Mania Pick'em League. We're going to dive into a few of those games right here and right now. If you need to sign up still for the punt and pass, pick them on ESPN.com, our group is the Punt and Pass Podcast, and the password is Punt and Pass. You're probably about seven games too late, but if you want to spot everybody else seven games and still get in, you can do that. Sign up now. The top three finishers win prizes, so check that out. And, of course, our social media is at Punt and Pass. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 and I am at Drew Butler. Let's, let, let's get straight into it, Aaron. Early signing period. I know we try to keep it SEC-focused. I know we try to talk about the big games each and every week, but what the Georgia Bulldogs did yesterday, signing six five-stars, never done before in school history, and ten four-stars on early signing period. I mean, dude, what is going on in Athens? It's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts, and, and what a class. And, and obviously it helps that the SEC is down this year, the SEC. And, and Curry has just built just an unbelievable uh, atmosphere at Georgia when it comes to winning, when it comes to practice, when it comes to obviously now recruiting that I think everyone wants to jump on board. And my question is, if I'm a recruit, I'm in the SEC, why not Georgia? Yeah. You know, you're in Athens, Georgia, which is probably 
the best college town in all of the SEC. You're an hour and 15 minutes away from At- Atlanta, so your parents can drive, can fly in easy to the airport. Quick trip over to Athens. You had great campus. You had great academics. Uh, there's just a lot of positives going on. You got a great facility that they just finished building this past season. So now they're up up to par with all that. So it's it's a full steam ahead for Kirby Smart in this program right now. So it is really exciting. I know yesterday, and I'm I'm just like you. I I enjoy the recruiting process. I think it's fun to look at. But I tell you what, it took it to a whole nother level yesterday with all these five stars committing every hour and I'm, I'm turning into Facebook live or Instagram live to see these kids and, and see if they're going to pick, you know, Ohio state, Georgia, Alabama, uh, FSU, all that good stuff. And it was a fun day, but especially if you're a dog fan, we got some big dudes up front. I tell you what the offensive line. And, and, and this is the type of team that Kirby wants. He wants a big physical type of units, especially the offensive defensive line. That's going to wear you out Come the fourth quarter, you're going to be so tired. You're just going to give way to it. And that's when you see Alabama dominate over these past seven, eight years is you get to the fourth quarter and you just can't play four quarters of football against that football team. And I think right now, Georgia's getting to that point with recruiting, with the type of players they're getting, they're going to be just as physical, if not more physical than Alabama in the years to come. Yeah, you just said it. And we've talked about it in episodes past where you know, you and I having been in the program and, and being in the NFL, seeing multiple no-star guys put together 10-year careers in the NFL, and then seeing a bunch of five-star guys never even step on the field, a bit skeptical of the recruiting process, but yesterday, yesterday for Georgia, <laughs> five-star offensive lineman, number one in the state, number two overall at his position, four-star offensive lineman, Number 21 nationally, number one in his position. Five-star running back, number one in the state, number one in the position. I mean, it was absolutely insane. It seemed like every single hour there was a four- or a five-star not committing, signing to the University of Georgia. And Kirby Smart is selling something tangible in Athens. It's no longer Fugazi Fugazi from Wolf of Wall Street. It's no longer hey. We are trying to build a national championship outfit. Him and his staff are animals, and they're saying, guys, we're here, and we're doing it right now. Come join the squad. Let's win a championship now. And these kids are ready to rock and roll. And yesterday, dude, six five-stars, ten four-stars signed the dotted line. They're going to be in Athens, and it's not over, Aaron. Everybody is extremely excited. It's not over. There's another signing period in February. These kids are committed and signed to Georgia. Now they just get to recruit the next crop of kids to come in and join them. Do you still maintain? You said this on Sunday's episode. You don't like the early signing period? Please explain yourself. Yeah, I'm going to start first off with obviously the coaches. It puts them in a bind this season right now in December to have to get out there prepare for a bowl game and also get out there and recruiting and a lot of uncertainty too is some of these coaches may be getting fired after their bowl game. Some teams may have interim head coaches that all of a sudden come January, they're going to have a new head coach. So it's just a, a whole whirlwind for these coaches having to deal with all this going on right now. And then from a player's perspective too, it puts a lot of unnecessary pressure. These kids are pretty much told, Hey, we're going to have our class. The majority of our class signed 
by this date right now. And if, if you don't sign, we may not have a spot for you. So, you know, I know, I know you have two or three more visits you got to go take. You can't take them. I need you to commit. I need yeah. you to sign tomorrow because if you wait till February one, we may not have a spot for you. So I just think it's unfair the kids to, to kind of force them to sign earlier than maybe they feel comfortable signing. Maybe, like I said, they haven't had the opportunity to fully vet these schools from going to official visit to talking with the coaches a little bit more, seeing what the best place for them is going to be at the end of the day. Uh, it's just very rushed. It was exciting. I tell you what, it was awesome to watch. It was a great day. I probably, I didn't get any work done besides watching <laughs> this entire day of guys committing, but it's just, I think it's too much. I think they're going to go back after the season, see the pressures that it put on everyone. And, and hopefully they make a change. Maybe do, I don't know, maybe January, right? The uh, signing day, right after all the really? bowl games. I, I just, it makes it easier on these coaches. It makes it easier on the players. All right. Before I discredit everything you just said, because I completely disagree with you. You mentioned you did not get a lot of work done yesterday. I saw on Instagram you and your boss, Will the Thrill Matthews, holding up your Rose Bowl tickets, celebrating the dog signing day. I mean, y'all did not do a damn thing yesterday. You are going to Pasadena. I will not be there, so I'm extremely jealous. But I have to shout out your boss. He was rocking a Peachtree Golf Club polo. He was wearing a Gator belt. And I had texted him, and I said, Will... You can't hide money. You can only hope to suppress it. So he's doing well. The company is obviously doing well. But you're going to Pasadena. When are you going to uh, Scottsdale beforehand? Is that for Christmas with Sharon's family, or is that uh, after Christmas? No, we're going after Christmas. I actually have to head to New York on the 26th to do some in-studio uh, prep okay. uh, for all these bowl games. So we do a couple shows for CBS from the 26th to 28th. Then we're flying out to Arizona for a couple of days. Her mom has a little segue tour for us around Scottsdale. Oh, that's sweet. I've done excited. that. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pumped for that. It's some nice warm weather. And then I got to head up the 31st to L.A. to do some events before the game. And, oh, my God. And then Sharon, Sharon, will meet, Sharon will meet me there on the 1st. She's flying out like at 6 a.m. in the morning. So, Wow, the life yeah, of Aaron Murray. I feel terrible for you. You're, I, I promise I won't take too many pictures and send them your way from the Rose Bowl. We had some good seats, so we're going to have some fun. Okay, so back to early signing period. I'm sorry to take you on that tangent, but um, I just had to get your plans for the holidays because it's right around the corner. You said, I'm worried about the coaches for early signing period. It puts a bind on the coaches. they got to do bowl prep. They're trying to sign. If a, if a team is in an important bowl game, then maybe one coaching staff is at a disadvantage of the other. Dude, come on. These coaches are paid tens of millions of dollars over years to get the job done. I do not feel bad for the coaches one bit you know and, and Kirby obviously put a lot of emphasis on getting a good class in with a limited number of scholarships I think Georgia's number this year is 22 but I do not feel bad for the coaches at all and the reason why is because it seems like the players like it Aaron if you're a multi-sport athlete you can get your entire recruitment process done if you're going to stay in high school your spring semester, sign the dotted line. The coaches will never talk to you again until you arrive on campus, and these kids can enjoy the last couple of months of their high school careers. The kids seem to love it. I don't care about the coaches. Do not give me a sop story about the coaches are at a disadvantage, about how they're in a bind, about how some squads are at a disadvantage of others because of the bowl game they're in. Give 
me a break. You will. I am hard-pressed to feel bad for a coach in college football. Is that too strong of me to say? Or I think it's too – I think because you're looking at the SEC right now and, the, and these coaches are getting paid – three to seven to eight million dollars a year and you're like oh they're getting paid enough they're fine they have plenty of resources when it comes to ga's doing all this film work for them yeah but i want to talk about i'm not talking about the sec coaches i'm talking about these coaches from smaller conferences these guys that have these earlier bowl games when their their main focus is actually winning this football game and not going out there recruiting and plus they don't have the budget like these big schools to have 10 ga's or whatever the crazy amount that all alabama and georgia has to help them out when it comes to watching film of these recruits, picking out the best guys. So they're not going to, you know, instead of going to 20 recruits houses, they're only going to 10 because they know the top 10, they know they have a legitimate chance of getting these guys where you look at these other teams, these smaller conferences, these smaller schools, these coaches are having to do 10 times more work because there's a bigger pool. They have to go out there and reach because the chance of them getting those top guys aren't there. Uh, so it just puts a lot more stress and work on them. And these guys aren't getting paid three to $7 million. I mean, they're still getting paid six figures or living a good life, but I think you're just mostly focused on the sec and all the resources that it comes with. Yeah, you do. You bring me back down to earth. So thank you for that. You, you do bring up a good point. It's not just the sec. All college football coaches do not get paid three to $7 million. There are some schools that are at a severe disadvantage. Obviously the recruiting process and the recruiting prowess is a lot different on a larger scale So thank you for that perspective because I have been jaded, especially watching SEC Network and ESPNU all day yesterday and uh, celebrating what was going on in Athens. It remains to be seen what the outfall is from the first ever early signing day period, but from an SEC standpoint, and that's what we're focused here on the Punt and Pass podcast, I will maintain the position that early signing period was good. I think the kids enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see what it does to February, Aaron, because I think that's what people don't understand is happening. I think February 4th or whatever that Wednesday is, the first Wednesday of February, that is the signing national signing day. Uh, it could be a lot different than what it usually is, which is essentially a holiday in the middle of winter for a lot of college football fans. So we'll see. And, and, and hold me to this, Aaron. When we do our hour-long special on signing day in February – Hold me to looking into the effect that this has had on smaller schools. Will you do that for me? I will. I will make sure that you're ready to rock and roll for that episode. I have all the good stuff. All right, cool. Talking about rocking and rolling, Lane Kiffin. Dude, Lane Kiffin signs a 10-year deal, which averages $950,000 per year. So not a lot of money on the big scale relative to what coaches make in the SEC, but a 10-year deal through 2027 that averages $950,000 per year. Let me just ask you one simple question. Is there any chance in hell that Lane Kiffin is the coach at FAU in the year 2027? I tell you what, he is enjoying life in Miami. I can tell you that right now. He's a, a great gig. He, uh, he, 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 said under, he, was, he, he said he was he quote, loves- at peace. He's very, I mean, we talk about the guy loves to get after it and not just in the football facility, but off the field as well. So he's, he's enjoying the nightlife a little bit, going around, enjoying the beach, showing off. They went 11 and three this year. So he just wants to get in front of all the fans 11 and, and three and they had all the, all, 
all they the had, pretty girls down in Miami. They had never off. they had never won ten games in program history before. He walks in and wins eleven but, games off the bat. But, yeah, but going back to your point, I I don't see him being at FAU even past next season. I think he'll have one more season. Well, really? If 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 he oh, does I well, I think if he proves that he can go to a school like FAU, turn them around, get two really good seasons back to back, and you see the way the SEC is, the ACC, all these big conferences when they're just flipping coaches left and right. Um, if he, like I said, if he can prove that he's a winner at a school like FAU, I think that gives him a legitimate chance to go jump back into one of these bigger conferences and he'll have plenty of opportunities. There'll be another three or four op- openings next year in the SEC. There'll be openings in the big 12. There'll be open- openings in ACC. So plenty of spots uh, for him to get back into these big boy football. No, I totally agree with you. Um, I love your take on two years. Not he will not be at FAU in two years. I love that. Let me ask you a question. A point counterpoint here. Does he come into the SEC in two years, or does he go somewhere? Let me just throw a crazy off the top of my head, like Oklahoma State, and go win ten, eleven games each and every year and threaten. You know, we're talking about him late November, early December, pressing for a college football playoff spot. Do you see him somewhere else being the man or getting into the kind of big pond that is the SEC? I see him going some, somewhere else and being the man. Okay. Uh, it's Especially if you want to jump into the SEC and say there's a coach in vacancy next year, you're talking about coming in uh, probably to a program that's not doing too well. You have to rebuild it. Where if you go to a smaller, easier conference, say a Big 12, Big 10, where you can kind of rebuild those programs a little faster, get going a little faster, I think that will be a little bit more exciting to him. I, I think he understands how difficult it is in the SEC as a head football coach. Yes. And if you don't win in three or four years, you're getting the boot, and you may be heading back to FIU, FAU hoping to get that $900,000 from them once again. So I think he'll choose a little bit easier route, uh, somewhere that's a little bit more exciting. Um, so I think I, I definitely agree with you on that point. He'll kind of, I think shy away from the sec, unless it's just a perfect opportunity. It's too good to be true, but I just don't see that happening. Let me tell you who dropped the ball on Lane Kiffin. And this has probably not been a popular opinion. Arizona state, dude, <laughs> I know I'm so against them hiring Herm Edwards, but if they would have gone all in on Lane Kiffin, Scottsdale, Arizona, not much different from Boca Raton, Florida. Well, it's probably a lot different in a few respects, but if Lane really is about that life, he should have gone to Scottsdale, doubled down, made a couple mil per year, and challenged the Pac-12 each and every season for a conference championship and then a college football playoff spot. But Lane Kiffin, 10-year deal at FAU, and they were up 31 the other night, I think, just about everybody in our punt and pass podcast pick'em league on ESPN.com picked FAU. Aaron, they were up 31 points. They went for it. They went for it on a two-point conversion. And he he said it was the athletic director from the other team who was talking trash earlier in the week, and Lane said he shouldn't talk trash, so it was his bad. I got a lot of respect for that move. What about you? Is that out of line or uh you think he was all about it i think it's fine i think i love it i think that's just his personality and we talk about coaches all the time 
be who you are and you want players to show the shine on game days. You want them, their personalities to come out and show whether it's a guy that just is goofy, who wants to have fun or a guy that's a little bit more serious. And I say the same thing for coaches, be who you're going to be. And we know Lane is just way out of line. Sometimes he's out of the box. He's a little crazy when it comes to social media, when it comes to coaching tactics to, you know, doing two point conversions when you're up by 31 points or whatever it was. Uh, that's just who he is. And the players respect it, that he's consistent day in and day out. The thing I don't want to see from a coach is one day you're high and cold or one day you're hot. The next day you're cold, you know, be even killed. That's a great thing about coach Rick. That's a great thing about Kirby. That's a great thing about uh, Saban. These guys, you know what you're going to get each and every day, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, at least they stay consistent and, and he stay consistent throughout his coaching career of what he does on and off the field. Uh, so you got to respect the man for that one. I, I agree with you. Be who you are and, and maintain that. Do it every single day so everybody knows what's going on. And speaking of being who you are, you can see who I am. You can see who Aaron is when we're looking fancy and we lift up our pants a little bit and show you what socks we're wearing because the socks we're wearing are from Sock Fancy. Dot com. Aaron, Christmas is just a few days away, but you can still go to SockFancy.com. Type in this URL address, SockFancy.com slash PuntPass, and enter the promo code PuntPass at checkout, and you will get a free pair of socks added to your subscription once you enter our promo code PuntPass at checkout if you go to SockFancy.com slash PuntPass. Past. The holidays are here, literally. I've been saying that for a couple of weeks, but they're here, right here, right now. Get your ass in gear. Start shopping now. Cross off your list with the perfect gift. Gift a Sock Fancy subscription for three months, six months, nine months, or a year long, and Sock Fancy handles the rest. Shipping is free. Shipping is worldwide. If you do not like the socks that they have sent you, send them back. They'll send you another pair. And if you enter the promo code PUNTPASS, at SockFancy.com slash PuntPass, you will get an extra pair of socks added to any subscription for free. One more time, Aaron. SockFancy.com slash PuntPass. Enter the promo code PuntPass at checkout, and you get a free pair of socks added to any subscription that you order. All right, before we go, we got to touch on one bowl game. You asked me. We we were texting this morning early. Early bird gets the worm. It's early Thursday morning right now. And you said, I want to talk about the Central Wyoming, excuse me, Central Michigan Wyoming game. Everybody who listens to the podcast knows you're not the biggest fan of Wyoming's quarterback, Josh Allen. Um, I do happen to love Central Michigan's head coach, John Bonamago, who was the special teams coordinator for the Detroit Lions when I was in Detroit. People forget that. What's going to happen in this game, and who did you pick? Uh, I picked Central Michigan. Just going back to Allen, quarterback for Wyoming. He's a little banged up right now. He is going to play in the bowl game. Uh, I think he wants one more opportunity to show these NFL scouts in a stage like a bowl game that he is uh, a first-round type guy, a guy that can they can risk a first-round draft pick on. Uh, like I said, I don't see it. I don't think he's – Anything special besides just a big kid who can throw it a mile, but uh, he's going to have one more opportunity to kind of prove me wrong, I guess. I'm going to be watching yeah, to kind of see live uh, what he can do, but I think Central Michigan will take this one. Uh, their quarterback, really? Morris, 26 touchdowns this year, 13. I'm just telling you, I don't. I have not been impressed with Wyoming this season. 
It starts with Allen. They just don't have a very explosive offense. Their defense has been playing well. Wyoming's defense has played well this year. Um, only given up about 18 points a game. But I just don't see them being able to put a lot of points on there. Central Michigan does have a pretty explosive offense, scoring about 30 points. So I like Central Michigan in this one. All right. So you like Central Michigan. I just looked it up. I just pulled up my entry into the Pick'em League, and I picked Wyoming. Uh, this game is Friday. Ooh. And it's at 4 p.m. on ESPN. I don't know why I picked Wyoming. There were 41 entries, probably just because of Josh Allen. But give me your one reason why. Is it because Josh Allen's banged up, or you just think Central Michigan's defense is that good to where they can combat Wyoming's offense? Well, I just don't think why. Well, it's not like Wyoming has a great offense. Yeah. Let's not joke ourselves here. They're not doing that great on offense this year, only getting 22 points a game. And I just don't think he, between him and the firepower they have around him at receiver, running back, I don't think they're going to be able to put a lot of points on the board. Uh, that's my main reason. You look at the last five games for Wyoming, they've lost their last two, actually, to San Jose and Fresno. They did beat Air Force. They beat Colorado State. And they beat did beat New Mexico. But then Central Michigan has won their past five games against some pretty good talent. Um, Northern Illinois, who I get to see in person this year, they beat them 31, 24, their last game of the season. Uh, so they got a little bit more of a role going on right now, uh, at central Michigan. And like I said, still not a huge fan of Josh Allen and what he's doing. All right. So I see right here that the current line is Wyoming minus three and a half. So you want the points, give you, give you the three and a half points. Cause central Michigan, give me the three and a half. yeah, central Michigan will win. All right. Thank you, Aaron Murray. Sounds good. Any other bowl games before we do our pre-college football playoff episode? Because we're going to take a little break, people. I'm sorry. Aaron and I have to enjoy the holidays. Aaron, I know you're heading out west. I know you're going to be super busy. We'll find a time to record a decent podcast to get everybody juiced up for the college football playoff. Any other bowl game you want to talk about? I mean, it's uh, it's bowl season. It's here, dude. Tomorrow. It's Friday. Christmas shopping going to be getting done. I don't know if you're going to be running around the place, but I have to do a few more things. Don't tell Jackie. I have to get her her big gift. Um, but I'll be all over the place checking out some football, being in the mall. If you see me, holler at me. Any other games? What about this? Text? Well, there, Go ahead, please. Yeah, there's some good There's some good games this weekend. Obviously, you got Texas Tech, South Florida, two very explosive offenses. So that could be a lot of fun just to watch that game, seeing those guys going back and forth. Two very good quarterbacks. San Diego State Army, two very good football teams. Yep. San Diego State, Rashad Penny, yep. over 2,000 yards rushing this year. So if you want to see a good rushing football game, because obviously Army with the triple option, Rashad Penny, a great running back on the other side. And then App State versus Toledo, a Toledo team that went 11-2 this season. Uh, so there's some good football. You know, there's a lot of, for all these big SEC fans, ACC fans, you know, it's it's always good to kind of see what the other side looks like sometimes, you know, turn on the TV, see what these other conferences look like, the excitement, some of these players that maybe are on the West Coast, like a Rashad Penny that you pick up the paper on Sunday morning. You see, man, this guy ran for another 200 yards, 250. But I'm not, I don't want to stay up till midnight watching these games. Now you get an opportunity to watch him. He'll be at 3.30 on Saturday. You get to see what all the hype is about because he is a very, very good running back. And then you even get to check out a little triple option from Army. No question. And I think most importantly for people watching these games, it's fun, right, Aaron? I mean, this is a celebration of teams that have put the hard work in, won six ball games, and get the opportunity to enjoy a bowl experience. So have fun with these players and with these coaches and just enjoy 
bowl season. That's exactly what we're doing here on the Punt and Pass podcast. And that is why everybody signed up for our Pick'em League on ESPN.com. That is why everybody continues to tweet us at Punt and Pass on Twitter and holler at us at Punt and Pass on Instagram. And Aaron, if people are interested, which I know they are, they can get at you at AaronMurray11 on Twitter and Instagram. And I am at DrewButler13 on Twitter and Instagram. Anything on the way out, you're heading into the office. Again, thank you for waking me up at 7 a.m. I was a bit foggy this morning. It's holiday party season, so excuse me if my voice is a little rough. No, you sounded good. I remember the last time we did an <laughs> early morning recording. It was not too good from your side, yes, voice-wise, yes. but you brought it today. I appreciate it, and yeah, got got just a little half day, then have the rest of the day, and then I'm still going to get my Georgia license and plates. Oh. So I still... Still debating what I want to put on the back of my truck, so do not do dogs eleven. <sighs> Please don't. Or or eleven dogs. You know we got a whole household of dogs oh, in here. See, so that, I like too. that. I like see, that a lot. Eleven I like dogs that a would bit. be great. That would be I think great. we're gonna go with eleven dogs. Okay, well today I'm going to the Nutcracker with Jackie at two p.m. That's awesome. It'll be our first pregnant Nutcracker. We do it every single year, but Jackie is with child, so. It's a little bit of a special celebration, and then I think we're going to catch a little dinner and then go to the Atlanta Botanical Gardens for a little night of lights. So Nice. Very nice. Well, enjoy a, that, my friend. Thank you, sir. It's a holiday Thursday in the Butler household, but my man, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I love you, and I love the Punt and Pass podcast, so I appreciate all your hard work and dedication this entire season. Happy Holidays to you, and Happy Holidays to all of our listeners. I hope everyone has a safe time traveling and, and a great time celebrating with family and lots of good cookies, so I'm going to be crushing some food this weekend. No doubt, dude. Diet is on hold probably until about January, hopefully 9th, after Georgia plays in the national championship game. But I have put on the pounds. I still try to work out, but the diet is completely been thrown out the window. Aaron just said it. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you so much for listening to the Punt and Pass podcast. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back before the college football playoff. And once again, thank you so much for listening. We will holler at you later on next week. See you.